Hi, this is Swan Gan, founder and CEO of iMedicine. Hi, this is Dave Kim from iMedicine, and you're listening to the Neuro Noodle Network podcast. Welcome to Neuro Noodles Neurofeedback and Neuropsychology podcast featuring our neuropsychologist Dr. Laura Jansen, Dr. Skip Brin, Tech Wiz Santiago Brand, and neurofeedback legend Jake Onkelman. Our goal is to provide information and promote options for better mental health. This is an all-star cast and I'm more than happy to share their knowledge with you. My name is Pete and today we have a special guest, Dave Kim, director at iMedisync. But before we get to Dave, We'd like to thank our Patreon business supporters, Outrageous Baking, Tor Talk, Alternative Behavioral Therapy, Amazing Brains, Successful Practitioner, In Mind Out, Biomedical Instruments, and Neuro Training Strategies. Hey, we'd also like to give a shout out to our supporters, EEGME, Sadie M, Jonathan Rowan, January Terrell, and Loretta T. Outrageous Baking is a dedicated gluten-free bakery. Tor Talk wants more people to discover text-to-speech. Joshua M. at Alternative Behavioral Therapy, Neurofeedback Service in Vancouver, Washington. Amazing Brains has two neurofeedback locations in Vail Valley and Summit County, Colorado. And Successful Practitioner helps professionals navigate the challenges of running a neurofeedback practice. In Mind Out partners with Successful Practitioner to provide biofeedback, neurofeedback, and QEEG certificate programs that meet both APA and board certification requirements. They offer 100% online and hybrid options that allow hands-on experience with a variety of different equipment. They're the leaders of unbiased, science-driven education, also provide how-to manuals that guide you through clinical documentation, protocols, reports, and setting up your practice. Check out the 6th Annual Super Brain Summit this April 8th at Bradley University featuring Dr. Bruce Wexler, a psychiatrist at Yale Medical School. He'll discuss neurotherapeutics, how can we regulate the brain with computers. Register now at bradley.edu slash superbrainsummit. Biomedical Instruments carries a wide variety of biofeedback and neurofeedback equipment and supplies. They carry a full line of EEG, QEEG, EMG, temperature, GSR, and heart rate products from major manufacturers. Dr. Mary Tracy and Neuro Training Strategies, a higher standard of EEG, QEEG education. It's currently offering a BCIA certified EEG neurofeedback course through stensacademy.com. Stay tuned for the launch of Mary's website and her QEEG board certified online course coming to a browser near you next month. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the word out. If they can't hear us, we can't help them. If you'd like to spread the word of your business, please check us out on Patreon slash NeuroNoodle. We have different advertising options for every budget. Hey, welcome to the show. Dave Kim, director at iMedicine. Thank you for coming on board today. Thank you so much for introducing me. And appreciate so much for inviting me in this exciting podcast. It's my great honor to see you all and all listeners. Well, th- thank you, Dave. It's our honor. D- Jay has been talking, and Santiago has been talking about your uh, your 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 fine looking caps. There, I can't believe they're not wearing them now. 
<laughs> well, we we wanted the uh, the the show to allow him to uh, present uh, everything. Uh, 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 Santiago and I uh, get goofy enough without having to have yeah, yeah. people suggest it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jay, how did your relationship start with iMedisync? Uh, how long ago and when did you meet Dave? How did this all be, uh, begin? Because I know you've done a lot of work helping them out. Well, you've done a lot of work helping a lot of people out. Well, I, I was just being friends, you know, so <laughs> um, it, it's been a little over a decade, I believe, uh, uh, just before their uh, entire uh, database project. Uh, we met at a, a neuroscience meeting and um, uh, and struck up a nice friendship. It's been good to see them at meetings uh, over the years. Um, I don't get out uh, terribly much other than to meetings. So uh, it's, it's always good getting out and seeing friends. Um, uh, and uh, they, they were foolish enough to listen to my uh, suggestions. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, as I always tell people, don't blame me for your success. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they, they earned uh, their success uh, all by themselves. Oh, it looks like we've also got uh, perhaps Sungwon? Sungwon uh -huh. Kang is here as well. Uh, we were just saying, uh, uh, well, I was just saying that we had met over a decade ago uh, as your project uh, started up. And um, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, uh, we, we've just been friends. And uh, like I tell everybody that uh, receives my, uh, my advice of any sort, don't blame me for your success. <laughs> so uh, you, you earn your success yourself. It's not mine. So, <laughs> so nice to meet everybody. So Jay Thank met you. everybody 10 years ago. Santiago, when, when did you get into the fold? Because you were just in South Korea visiting with these guys, right? Right, right. I, I had the, the great honor and pleasure to go visit them in Seoul last December. And I, I first became aware of, of them back in early 2018. Uh, I was attending one of Jay's workshops, I believe it was the AAPB in Orlando. Um, and Jay started mentioning them and talking about the database and the innovative work they were doing. And I was going to meet them for the first time in person in early 2020 at the AAPB in San Diego. Uh, just when COVID started. So that, that had to be canceled. And I started talking to Daekun uh, more online through one of the different study groups that we have. Uh, you know, that one of the study groups that was run by our late friend, uh, Yo Castellano. Um, and that's when I, I started talking with, with them more and, and learning about uh, the helmet and the work they were doing. And it was just by sheer happenstance that early November, uh, October last year, Singapore started reopening borders and they created a vaccinated travel lane with Korea, where travelers from Singapore going into Korea wouldn't need to quarantine as long as they were fully vaccinated. And my wife and I decided to go and I wrote an email to, to Daekun saying, uh, my wife and I are going to Korea. I would love to go visit your facilities. And we coordinated, we got together. Um, and we ended up spending a full day with them. We, we had a great time. Uh, I met someone, I met Dave, I met uh, Mandy, the, the team. And I have to say, I was quite impressed by uh, not only their operation, 
the work that they're doing, but their hospitality. Um, I, I, I had heard that Koreans are quite hospitable, very friendly people, but I got to experience that myself. And I cannot wait to go back and see them again and visit the country again. Um, but we spent a full day. We had a very nice Korean barbecue. My wife and I got to uh, wear the helmet and they showed me everything they're working on. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons I decided to go is because you can tell that they're focused on the science and they're focused on providing the evidence as opposed to just the marketing. And to me, that's very important. And that's something I highly respect. Um, and I know that I got a state-of-the-art product. Uh, everybody who's seen me wearing it is asking me about it. And I'm, I'm happy to promote it because I believe that the product is very well designed. Uh, you can tell that they spent a long time working on the, not only the software, but the actual design for the helmet before it, it became a reality. And I have been testing it with you know, friends and colleagues around here, and I'm quite satisfied, more than quite satisfied with the quality that it, it produces. And it now being wireless and dry sensor technology, dry electro technology, it opens the doors for more optimal and creative neurofeedback work. Um, you don't have the limitation of dragging cables around and carrying more uh, supplies to, to, to the amplifier. And in my work with peak performance and athletes, I think that's a, that's a big plus. So I just have to say that I'm, I'm really quite impressed and um, how they have the operations set up in their facilities with the engineers dissecting the EEG, working on the algorithms. Um, this is this is truly next generation. They have a great tagline. Get to know yourself in ten minutes. Is that right? Because mm -hmm. Jay was on the show. Oh, what was it? Uh, a few shows ago, Jay had just got his helmet and he put it on. I was it, trying to pay attention to Taylor. Then I saw Jay messing around with his little cap there. What do you got going on, Jay? Well, you can see the inside of it. Uh, the 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 electrodes. If you if you expand it out, you can see the electrodes in the front split apart, uh, stay and they stay proportionate. Uh, so uh, as this sets on your head, and again, it, it gives you a little bit of a Star Wars uh, trooper look, but um, it, uh, it it keeps all the electrodes in the proper location, and uh, the the it, it's quite flexible. Uh, it, it looks like it's like one big solid piece, but it's all individual little segments uh, that that are all hooked together uh, that that end up uh, expanding and contracting uh, and keeping the electrodes in the 10, appropriate ten twenty sites. Actually, it took me more time to fill out my uh, personal information because I'm so old. I had to spin the wheel to get back to 1949, <laughs> so it took me a while. Uh, but it took as much time to fill out. Uh, my name, uh, telephone number, and and uh, date of birth, because again, I had to spin the wheel for the age. But um, th uh, the helmet went on in less than two minutes. Um, I positioned the frontal electrodes in the front, uh, expanded the 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 wave, and put it on my head, uh, released it, and everything uh, went in good contact. Uh, I looked at the impedances; they were all green. Uh, there there wasn't any need to you know, fiddle around with any of them to make better contact. It was uh, uh, very quick. Now, 
the only thing I did before putting it on was to wipe my forehead, which there's a lot of forehead now. I can get back to C3 and C4 uh, with no hair. So, uh, uh, but it, it went on uh, quick and easy. Uh, it was not uh, uncomfortable. Um, uh, quite honestly, it, it, I've had electric caps, uh, electric cap international put on with the chin straps and chest straps and then the needle to scrape the skin. And, you know, <laughs> that can be quite uncomfortable. So, uh, th- this was really quite a delight to see a high quality recording, uh, instantly after, uh, simply applying it, um, I know that there are some people that have uh, lots of hair or specific uh, areas that might be more difficult, but um, uh, there's, there's no electrode system that's not going to have some difficulty with some specific circumstance. And uh, uh, um, I I would urge people to uh, give the iSync wave a a solid look when they have a chance at the next meeting. (laughs) Sung, Sung Wong, thank you for coming on the show. You are a med- medical doctor, correct? Yeah, right. Stop. How did you get started with neurofeedback, QEGs? I mean, last I checked, there aren't too many programs where you can go in and say, oh, I want to I want to build a, a QEEG <laughs> cap. How, how did that start for you? So I, I graduated uh, Seoul National University Medical College, and I had been very interested in so-called integrative medicine integrating westernized scientific medicine and oriental medicine together. So um, basically, uh, um, I have some philosophy of medicine uh, for integration of mind and body together. So I, uh, I had tried to find how to integrate together this body and mind scientifically and quantitatively measured method. So <clears throat> after graduation, I was, uh, I, well, I got the uh, residence training from uh, family medicine. After that, the, I got the um, <clears throat> postdoctoral training uh, as my fellowship training for chronic pain management. So when I cared for so many refractory chronic pain disorder induced by traffic accident or some traumatic brain injury or some other unexplainable many chronic problems such as CRPS or some, some yeah, other problems. But then that, that such kind of disorder were, were typical complex chronic mind and body problems together. So emotional and physical problem, but uh, at the time, <clears throat> I didn't have any solution to assess and measure the brain disorder exactly and quantitatively. So I seriously considered uh, I had to start some research and I had to develop some solution for these patients. And then I started, I, I realized, oh, our signal, our body signal, some rhythm, frequency, power, and some functional correlation together has very important rhythm for our body and mind. I started uh, to uh, study um, brainwave, so-called EEG, and I started to participate in some ISNR, 
to 2008. And at, uh, at the first meeting, I met the uh, Jay Gunkman and uh, realized that, oh, this, is, this was what I exactly want to learn and want to study. That's the start. That's the, my uh, initiation of my research and everything. So I, uh, again, I considered what I had to start, what point where I had to start. Okay, make database and make database to standardize age and sex differentiation. That's the big project. That's the, my um, start. And I got the many inspiration and advice from Jay Gunkman. And then after making database that I need to some service platform. So I started to develop, I think brain cloud-based automatic age analyzing system. And then finally, I developed my headset. That's my brief story. And then Day Kuhn, how did you get involved? How long have you been with the company? <laughs> I uh, basically, uh, my background was electrical engineering. Uh, I have been pursuing so for long, finding uh, electrophysiological sign of self-healing or self-regulation and the mechanism of those. Uh, Sungwan uh, made a, a university level research center for tackling this, this issue. So I joined his research center and working together with someone since 2009. I, I thought that the healing process is kind of a momentary, momentarily process, moment to moment changing process. We finally decided to investigate momentarily changing variable in human. Those were electrophysiological signs, signals, brain waves and heart rhythm. This, that was the main topic of our research. Santiago, when you were in uh, South Korea, uh, did you happen uh, to get any information? Like, I don't know what it's like in Singapore. I don't know what it's like in South Korea to get adoption of the product compared to the United States. Well, as far as I know, I am the, the first and only professional to use it here in Singapore. Um, and when they, uh, when we talked about obtaining the product, I, I immediately jumped at the opportunity because I knew I was uh, acquiring again uh, next generation state of the art device. Um, neurofeedback is being slowly uh, growing, uh, and EEG work has been slowly growing in Southeast Asia. Um, I think that eventually this will catch on, not as quickly as maybe the US or Europe, but um, there are more uh, professionals doing um, serious work and getting interested in uh, EEG and neurofeedback in an ethical, proper way. Um, and uh, I, I don't know they can correct me if I'm wrong, please, but I, I, as far as I know, they had already been talking about some uh, prospective distributors in uh, here in Singapore and then countries like Thailand, Philippines, Malaysia, I think Japan. Uh, so I think that, um, that it will grow, not maybe at a fast pace, uh, but it will. Now, as far as the acquisition process, the company made it tremendously 
easy for me. And I, I have to say thank you again for that, for the shipping process and the acquisition process and getting through customs here in Singapore. It was a very smooth transition. Um, you know, we, we agreed on the, on the purchase. They got it ready. They sent it here and it got here in no time. Um, the, again, the, the, the shipping customs uh, process was very smooth here. I don't know how it works in other, but in Singapore was quite, quite smooth and effective without any, any issues. It, it didn't get um, stuck in, in, in customs. Uh, they, they, they did rescan it. I sent a JF picture because they had to open the box, see the product and uh, seal it again. Um, and, and I guess it's something they had never seen before. So that, that got them curious. Um, but as far as Singapore goes, it was very smooth. Um, and I'm extremely pleased with the service that I've received. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm also well known in the field because I, could, I can be quite pestering. And I have been seriously pestering Dekun with questions day in and day out. And he's always been there for me. You know, WhatsApp, email, he's always there to answer my questions and patiently walks me through the process. Um, and I've been playing with the helmet. With and working different ways uh, in which I can do serious science with this. Uh, but I, I think that the technology will catch on. Uh, Asians are, are quite open-minded about these new possibilities. Um, and I know there's uh, a few people in the US who are already interested. I have spoken about two professionals in Europe who have already got it. Um, and I know of a couple of, of, of colleagues in the US already have it. I think uh, I, I think I'm echoing uh, your question, Pete, but maybe more specifically to our guests. What is the process of getting this product in North America, United States, uh, specifically? Uh, at this moment, uh, we have we only have the FCC electronic device registration in U.S., so you can you can get the device as an electrical electrical device. And now uh, our device is under the final FDA document review. It takes another uh, 30 days if there is no issue, another issue. So after uh, one month, uh, we will get the FDA uh, 510K uh, class two medical device for this uh, helmet. So in that, in, after that moment, we can sell the device as a medical device for the clinical use. That's huge. And the process would be, you know, assuming everything moves forward like you anticipate, the process would be to contact you through your website? Yes, you can, uh, you, you can visit our brand page. You can uh, e easily find the customer service. You can get the, all the information about the product and the customer process. And Daekun, you have... You have three brands, I, I believe. Uh, could you talk about the three different brands? Because you have the the headset, you have uh, the QEEG software, for lack of a better term, and then you have the heart product. Could you go through each one and tell, tell us about them? Yes. Uh, in 2018, uh, our company released first cloud-based uh, EEG norm comparison service using first sex classified database, adopting AI automatic denoising. And at, uh, uh, the name of the software is iSyncBrain C. 
And at the same time, we released strong group statistics solution with normative library. Uh, many researchers can use normative library. They cannot, they don't need to correct the health population data. They can take advantage of normative library on the same platform. Uh, to, in two, 2020, uh, we further developed a machine learning based uh, MCI, mild cognitive impairment classifier, as an early screening tool for the Alzheimer dementia after KFDA multi center university level clinical study. And also, we uh, re released the HRV analytics cloud solution, adopting HRV normative database. The, Name of the software is uh, I think HAT. So all the uh, cloud-based solution, I think brain C for the normative comparison, I think brain M for the early detection of Alzheimer dementia, and I think HAT for the HRV comparison. Uh, all soft, all the uh, cloud solution now registered as a. Uh, uh, KFDA software medical device. And finally, we developed an uh, innovative uh, dry headset having the digital therapeutics function and also cleared as a class two medical device here in Korea now. I, the headset uh, have, now have the near infrared LED modulation function and simultaneous easy recording during the LED neuron modulation and we'll have the neurofeedback function we now under developing. The headset name, uh, you know, is iSyncWave. iSyncWave basically integrated with the iSyncBrain, iSyncHeart AI automatic analysis solution on the cloud. And we eventually develop a platform service combining the quick easy recording device, AI guided easy analysis software, and QE's guided neurofeedback and neuromodulation function and machine learning disease-specific biomarker for early screening and personalization in, of intervention. And finally, connecting the EEG expert and mainstream clinician who do not use the EEG as an objective measure and people suffering from mental health issues. The platform, we can connect all the ease experts and all the uh, clinicians, many psychiatrists, uh, many neurologists, many psych psychologists uh, don't use the EEG. We can distribute the device and our uh, brain expert, our brain body in this community can, uh, can uh, help them to easily use for their uh, personal, for, for their client personalized, easy guided uh, neurotherapy. And we can finally, eventually we can make a platform service connecting all easy experts and uh, all clinicians in the world and people suffering from mental issues. Hey, let's take a break. This halftime break is brought to you by Successful Practitioner. They help professionals navigate the challenges of running a neurofeedback practice. Hey, InMindOut partners with successful practitioner to provide biofeedback, neurofeedback, and QEG certificate programs that meet both APA and board certification requirements. 
They offer 100% online and hybrid options that allow hands-on experience with a variety of different equipment. They are the leaders of unbiased, science-driven education, also provide how-to manuals that guide you through clinical documentation, protocols, reports, and setting up your practice. Check out Successful Practitioner and In Mind Outs now. Okay, what do you think the future looks like? Do you think uh, athletes, coaches, trainers will will have this, uh, counselors in the high schools? Because, uh, I mean, this tri-sensor, I mean, having a neurofeedback business, you know, getting that paste all over the place, not having to deal with that, training a tech to get the right placement. It sounds like, boom, you put it on. I mean, a lot, a lot of the issues that I've been having are, are gone. What does the future look like? We've previously talked about a baseline study before the introduction of the sport. So if uh, you have an occurrence of a head injury or a change in cognitive function during the sport, uh, you have a baseline to compare to. This allows for a very quick screening um, with a database normative comparison. Uh, uh, it, it, let's say uh, two years from then, uh, during uh, high school, they, they hit their head. Uh, they have a normative comparison from two years before, but there's age comparison. The norms are adjusted for age. Uh, so you get uh, a precise measurement and comparison, even though the person may have matured from, you know, you know, early high school to late high school, there's a lot of maturation, last I remember. So, uh, but I'm pretty old, uh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> my recollection of high school is probably not as good as uh, the, the current experiences. So um, I, I, I see this as a way to end up with a, a very quick uh, screening of the entire team. Not, you don't have to be a a, a a lineman who's going to get their head slapped uh, every single play to end up needing to have a scan. Um, you know, anybody in the game of football or rugby or soccer, uh, all of those need uh, to be scanned. And if you play hockey, you should have your head scanned in the first place. So uh, <laughs> I, I grew up where they play hockey. I'm just kidding. Um, and, and I'm not a tech Jay, but the kids with ADHD, the fidgeting, this is going to be a lot easier than having to find that right spot in the kid's head when they're bouncing around in the chair. Am I, am I right? Actually, I, I find that uh, kids tend to be kind of fascinated by the technology. And uh, that, uh, you know, if they think they're going to be able to see their brain activity, uh, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll stick around and hold still a bit for, uh, for the experience. And um, I, 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 you know, there, there are some kids that are just plain difficult, but they're going to be difficult no matter what you've got. So, um, but, you know, sports uh, uh, folks are usually going to cooperate. Uh, they, they want to play sports, so they're going to sit still for, you know, 20 minutes of a standard medical screening. Uh, 10 minutes eyes open, 10 minutes eyes closed is the standard. Uh, they look for epileptiform discharges, which could be problematic, you know, if you, if you don't know that they're there already and you see them after a head injury, you think the head injury caused. So uh, you, you have to be able to scan for a sufficient uh, period of time. But, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the, the incidence of uh, ADD in sports is just like the rest of the school population. 
perhaps even a little higher uh, because uh, it, it's been my observation that uh, people that have difficulty in academics quite often excel in sports and that's where they get their reinfor- reinforcement for their uh, activity in school. So they're, they're going to be uh, engaged in a sport, but I, 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 you know, ADD, uh, uh, a third of the ADD population, 25, 30% have unexpected epileptiform discharges. And you should know that they're there, uh, for autism is much higher. Uh, you don't really have a very high incidence of severe autism in sports, but, uh, Asperger's autism in sports happens. Um, you know, that, uh, and, 60% of the autism population have unexpected epileptic form discharges. So uh, being able to see uh, the non-epileptic incidence of epileptic form content ends up giving you a whole different idea of how to intervene with neurofeedback or medication or, or both. So uh, I, I think it's going to be adopted in sports. Um, I, I do believe that the adoption um, at this point of this technology is going to be more accelerated than the historic development of neurofeedback in the United States. Uh, In the U.S., we started in the 60s and we ended in the 70s and we were reborn in the 80s. (laughs) So um, there, you know, three three decades uh, after we got started, uh, we actually uh, got our feet on the ground uh, clinically. So, uh, you know, of the last 50 years of my involvement in the field, uh, hopefully it won't take anywhere near that long uh, for this all to penetrate the market. Um, I, I envision this to be much faster than the, the history in the U.S. At, from the decade ago uh, when uh, I met uh, uh, Kun and Sung Wan, I, I've seen uh, uh, their rate of progress, uh, starting from having no data and wondering what AMP to use um, uh, to now having not only a database, uh, but a a database that's uh, specifically more advanced than any other database out there. Uh, The the sex-specific norms are very important. And historically, people said, oh, they're kind of the same, so we combine them. Now that you see them next to each other, tell me they look the same. You know, it, they don't. So uh, uh, the, the the extra effort that they went through to keep that separate is unique. Um, they also have uh, approaches in their analysis that are modern neuroscience, not neuroscience from the 1970s. So I'm, I'm happy to see uh, that they've adopted um, the, the computational neurosciences approach to the analysis and didn't get stuck in the past. Um, uh, there's a, a habit within the field to kind of stick with what they've been accustomed to. And we, we need to uh, change our expectation to modern neuroscience, uh, not 1970s neuroscience. And I'm happy to see that that's, the hap- that that's happening. A decade ago, and, and now uh, from nothing to basically being uh, the, the best uh, database, uh, uh, the, the, the new uh, high-tech product, um, all from nothing. So uh, I, I think this, at the speed that they're going, uh, this is going to penetrate the market within a few years in a way that we've never seen before. Uh, and I look forward to that.
it, it's, it's been a joy to see the blossoming. And, you know, it's the end of winter here in North America. And, well, hopefully soon it will be the end of winter. <laughs> There's a lot of people, a lot of snow and ice. But um, spring comes and things bloom fast. And uh, I, I see this as the, the, the blooming of our field. And uh, I, I think that they've planted uh, some very good products. And I, I expect to see them uh, prosper along with the, the, the field. Yeah, as Jay said, I mean, the applications here are, are profound. You know, we're talking about things that have been discussed. There's a, a association around here. It's the Sports Neuropsych Association. And they're focused on, obviously, concussion. And one of the barriers to doing the work is being able to get a widespread reading of teams, not just particular individuals or, you know, post possible concussion assessment. So just in regards to sports, particularly the applications here are pretty damn exciting, right? You can do a team in, in an hour, you know, you're not even losing practice time. Right. So that's pretty exciting. But the other piece that Jay also alluded to, and you did too, Pete, putting the gunk in your hair um, and putting electrodes in the right spot are really important, but they're a pain in the, you know what? And I think, part of the learning curve and maybe even part of the deterrent for both early practitioners and patients. Right. So now we're just leapfrogging that. And I guess it does remain to be seen how much this takes off, but I think it's easy to imagine that a device like this would facilitate folks getting into the field, just being more willing uh, to participate because you're cutting out an entire segment of the I pardon the French, but edit it if you need to, Pete. That's a real pain in the ass. You know, people, people don't enjoy getting the gunk. It's not a big deal. Some people it is, but it takes time and business person to business person, Pete, right? Like yeah. now we're talking, you're cutting out 10, 15 minutes. If you have caps, you got to wash that issue's no longer there. It's, it's game changer, game changer. I mean, training the tech, right? Then you train the tech and they go, they leave and they go work for somebody else or they they get bad data, right? The artifacts. That was another question I was going to have Santiago. I mean, ask your question, but I, I'm just wondering how the software works because you have a tech working with somebody, and then you can't get the right amount of clean data, and you have to bring the client back in to get it done all over again. Uh, Santiago, ask your question. Please address how the how it is with the, the data and the artifacts and whatnot, and b- having it. The training time for a tech, the learning curve has to be a lot shorter than w- what it is currently. Yeah, yeah, I agree with what uh, Skip was saying. First of all, in that it, it's going to cut down significant time for the prepping and the setup. Um, just this this week, uh, two days ago, I, I did record a couple of professional boxers, a male and a female, and the male was particularly impressed with the the way the helmet looks. He said it looked really cool, but he's very data-oriented. He's a very data-oriented athlete. He's into the science. And he was really, really impressed with the quality of the signal and the results it provides. Now, the, the, the two elements I like about the icing wave the most, uh, about the icing wave the most are one, the, that the speed at which you can get results, meaning you, you, they use, a, it's, a, it's a Wi-Fi interface, you record the data, it gets sent into 
their server at, at any point, someone or, or they can, if I'm using the wrong terminology, please um, correct me. But it gets sent and then you get it sent back with the topographic maps and everything. And they have the, the algorithm that cleans the data. Now, as the, as a practitioner, you have to ensure that you have a good enough connection and a good enough signal. You don't, you don't want too much artifact because not, not even the best algorithm in the world can, can clean that up. But if you have good clean data, it gets sent. Their algorithm takes care of that and you get sent back the report. And it takes no more than 10, 15 minutes from the moment you place the helmet, you do the recording and you're getting the data back. And I, uh, what I did, I, I used the helmet with uh, two boxers and then I went and did the traditional uh, EEG with, uh, with the paste and the gel and everything. And, and the correlations there, it's, it's just very impressive. Uh, you know, the same brain areas that were you know, dysregulated for these two athletes showed up in both places. Uh, the maps coincide quite nicely. And, you know, it's, you see it. Again, when I, when I went to see their offices, I was just, I cannot use the correct words to express how impressive the, the, the work is because they have two rows of about six to eight engineers working on this. And, and you can see the EEG going and the, the uh, how, you know, how focused they are um, on meticulous is the word I was looking for, how meticulous they are in the, in, in the treatment of the EEG with the algorithms uh, tells you that, that this, is, this is what you want as, as a practitioner. Um, and again, to me, for instance, um, if you have a tech in your office, you can have the tech scan the client before the session. You can run your neurofeedback, biofeedback session and then scan them after the session to see what changes occur. Uh, with the boxers, you know, one of the things you can do is you can have them spar and then have them sit down, scan their brain while their coach is talking to them. What is their brain doing while they're receiving instructions? Are they focusing enough? Are they tired? And, you know, is, is the brain getting hit, getting infected? Therefore, it opens up possibilities. You know, with, if you're working with athletes and you have the cap with, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the paste and gel, that reduces uh, your, your, your possibilities for being creative. With the helmet, um, it can support some movement. Obviously, you don't want to have somebody boxing or, or climbing with it, but you can take it to the field. You can do some recordings, and then you can get more specific in the way you perform uh, the EEG. Now, the way I envision it for my practice is that is to have the tech, my assistant, scan the client before, run the session, scan them after, and now you don't have to wait for longer accrued sessions to show some changes. You can tell them, look, this is when you came in. We did 40 plus minutes of neurofeedback. This is what it looks like now. I think we're on the right path and we need to course correct here. We need to adjust here, but we're getting uh, moment to moment, as Deacon was saying, moment to moment data in real time and it's evidence-based. Again, it's just, it's really impressive. Imagine being a practitioner who deals with seniors my age that are having cognitive, uh, uh, the, the first hint that you've got something not right. I can't remember quite what I used to remember. I can't find the words and you wonder whether something's okay. Now, if you're the doctor who serves that patient, imagine a month from now 
being able to get a iSync wave to put on people's heads in the waiting room before they see the doctor and they have the results by the time they sit down with the doctor. How much time do you spend in the waiting room? Mm, too much time, but it's not very long. You've got the, the data and the result and the doctor has an objective way to tell you. You're, you're more like a mild cognitive impairment, not like a dementia. Um, you're more like a healthy aging person that's got some change. And we all expect changes as we age. Uh, 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 hopefully uh, that we can manage them. But uh, uh, if the doctor sees something at that point, they can suggest brain brightening neurofeedback, photobiomodulation, which has been shown to help with dementias um, uh, for stalling the progress. So uh, uh, I, I, I think this is going to change practices going forward in a very positive way. Uh, you know, you don't have to have a, a highly trained person. A receptionist can put something on somebody's head, for goodness sakes. So, and punch in a name and a phone number and uh, a date of birth, and everything's pulled up based on the phone number and date of birth. So, um, you know, that uh, people can put in any uh, uh, identifier they want, but phone number and date of birth can pull the data back out. So, um, I, I, I think. Uh, this this is uh, uh, the the future uh, hitting us in the face now uh, with what we need to be doing, and uh, uh, I look forward to the uh, FDA agreeing with the Korean FDA that this is uh, a quality device. Uh, it's gone through uh, proper validation. I have to say, in the U.S., a lot of the uh, products that are put out are put out as soon as they're uh, they think of them. Uh, uh, there's no uh, validation studies. Um, uh, and, and here, uh, not only do we end up with a validation study, but they've split the data that they can study into, in, so there's a replication study already. Um, that, uh, that they're doing the science properly before they put something on the market. So I'm, I'm very impressed with the, uh, uh, with the entire operation. Uh, if you're looking at it as a, as a business, it's gone from nothing to being world-class unique in a decade. Um, uh, they're, I believe, going to go for an IPO uh, uh, sometime late this year. And uh, 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 Friends and family. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, if, if you paid any attention to the Internet um, and the the CES meeting that just happened in Las Vegas. Uh, some of the people in the booth included uh, uh, Google uh, 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 folks and uh, uh, Samsung uh, folks. And I'm sure that there's going to be some institutional investors that end up picking up pieces of this company because I think it's really a, 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 a absolute star uh, to latch onto. And um you know, I'm, I'm happy to see my friends with such good success. It, it, it warms the heart. It sounds like the future is with this particular product is if you have the capital, you just send it out to the client, telehealth, put it on positioning and, and, and doing it that way. Oh, my goodness. Uh, who cares if the, I'm not training any techs. 
<laughs> well, you know, you, you're going to need to have uh, trained staff to run sessions and things like that. So, so you're still going to surround yourself with good people. But um, uh, absolutely, the, the, this, ob- this obviates the length of the training. Um, you know, the, uh, historically, uh, a new tech would be trained for a long period of time before they would be unsupervised. And I think this after maybe a dozen uh, times when somebody's there to help, if there's any issues, they'd be up and running on their own. So it, it, it speeds up the, the, the speed of having somebody competent in the office. Uh, so I, I'm so happy to hear that uh, Jay and um, Santiago endorsed a lot about our, our work and products. So so honored. So thank you very much. And I and I uh, in the near future soon uh, we we cl- we hope to clear every process formal process to expand our services to U.S. population, and then um, uh, eager to see so many uh, lay persons suffering from some mental illness such as uh, addiction, some alcohol, drug problem, traumatic brain injury, and cognitive problem depression. So our solution can be used for just ordinary, daily based ordinary mental care solution like mobile phone, some wearable device. I'm eager to see this future will come soon. And I'm trying my best to develop and upgrade our solution and device and algorithm with Dagon, Jay and Santiago. I'd like uh, to add another one comment about the future success. Uh, for the for making a future success, I I I think uh, the easy expert in our community uh, can collaborate with uh, many uh, conventional clinicians through our platform services. Many people can visit the education setting and hospital setting. They don't, they don't know much about uh, uh, domain knowledge in this area. So many is experts, many J students can connect the teacher in the education set, setting and conventional doctor in the clinical setting. We can educate them about the easy knowledge and we can design the personalized neurotherapy in the school setting or clinical setting. We can help the uh, mainstream uh, doctors, psychiatrists, and the neurologists and psychologists. So education is m- most important for the success of this new platform service. So we so some kind of uh, collaboration in our brain bodies, brain communities is most core contents of the future success, I, I believe. Swan Kang. Daekun, Kim, thank you so much for coming on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you so and, much. And, and the best way to learn more about both of you uh, is LinkedIn the best best way, uh, going to your company website. What, what, what would you prefer? Um, yeah, please join to our uh, LinkedIn site. And <clears throat> yeah, it is more, more um, convenient to... Uh, real-time communicate together. Perfect. 
We thank you all for listening to NeuroNoodles Neurofeedback and Neuropsychology Podcast. We'd like to thank our Patreon business supporters, Outrageous Baking. They're a dedicated gluten-free bakery that's been around for 15 years. Check them out at outrageousbaking.com. Tortok wants more people to discover text-to-speech at tortok.se. Alternative Behavioral Therapy, Neurofeedback Service in Vancouver, Washington. Just ask for Joshua M. Amazing Brains, they have two locations in the Vale Valley and Summit County, Colorado. Ask for Micah, successful practitioner, and Kelly Feely will help you operate your neurofeedback business. Try them now with a free 25-minute consult. In my now partners with successful practitioner provide biofeedback, neurofeedback, and QEG certificate programs that meet both APA and board certification requirements. Check out the 6th Annual Super Brain Summit this April 8th at Bradley University featuring Dr. Bruce Wexler, a psychiatrist at Yale Medical School. He will discuss neurotherapeutics, how can we regulate the brain with computers. Register now at bradley.edu slash superbrainsummit. Biomedical Instruments carries a wide variety of biofeedback and neurofeedback and equipment and supplies. They carry a full line of EEG, QEG, EMG, temperature, GSR, and heart rate products from major manufacturers. Dr. Mary Tracy and Neurotraining Strategies, they have a higher standard of EEG, QEG education. They're currently offering a BCIA certified EEG neurofeedback course through stensacademy.com. Stay tuned for the launch of Mary's website or QEG board certified online course coming to a browser near you next month. We'd also like to say thank you to our supporters, EEG and me, Sadi M, Jonathan Rowan, January Terrell, and Loretta T. Hey, do you have an idea for a topic or guest? Please email me, Pete, at neuronoodle.com, or leave us a voicemail in the link in the podcast notes. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And hey, if you really, really like us, you can always buy us a coffee on Patreon slash Neuronoodle. We love our Patreon peeps. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. Good morning. (laughs) Great. Thank you very much. Cue the music.